November 18, 1978, Guana, South America, Jonestown. The air is hot and humid as everyone files into the church. You're confused as a surprise meeting has been called for everyone. There's commotion everywhere and people murmuring as to what is happening. You frantically pick up your three-year-old child and try to calm him. The man who started it all steps up to the podium. He's wearing a simple white colored button-up, hair slicked back, and a pair of aviator sunglasses. His crooked smile on his face shines with happiness with a hint of pride. How very much I've loved you. How very much I've tried my best to give you the good life. Hello, my name is Zachary Matsumiya, and this is the story of the Jonestown Massacre. Jim Jones is the man who started it all. He created the People's Temple in 1955. It is a religious cult group that follows Pentecostalism, Christianity, social gospel, socialism, communism, and utopianism. It is mostly made of people wanting racial justice. Most of the people were completely loyal to Jim as they were brainwashed into following him through beatings, humiliation, and false hope. <laughs> he promised them a society where there would be lush lands and equality for everyone. Jim Jones was a man that craved power and used the People's Temple to keep his power. On November 18th, 1978, he got paranoid. Leo Ryan, a congressman from California, had come to Jonestown to investigate what exactly was happening in Jonestown. Jim Jones managed to keep his people under strict control and only allow certain people to talk to the congressman and his group but someone slipped him a note. The note read in small, scared letters, Help. Ryan confronted Jones about the letter, and all hell broke loose. Jones forced Ryan and his group of reporters to leave. Little did they know, Jones had called on his hitmen to kill them before they could leave on the plane. They managed to kill four reporters and Leo Ryan. Back at Jonestown, everyone was being filed into the church. Jim Jones and his loyal elites that followed him since the beginning were forcing people to kill themselves using a fruit drink laced with cyanide. They had all practiced this before, as it was part of their religious beliefs that death was a better place than the living. Okay. Please, for God's sakes, let's get on with it. We've lived, we've lived as no other people have lived and loved. We've had as much of this world as you're going to get. Let's just be done with it. Let's be done with the agony of it. It's far, far harder to have to watch you every day die slowly. And from the time you're a child to the time you get gray, you're dying. 
it's honest, and I'm sure that they'll they'll pay for it. They'll, they'll pay for it. This is a revolutionary suicide. This is not a self-destructive suicide. So they'll pay for this. They brought this upon us, and they'll pay for that. I leave that destiny to them. Children drank first, and if they were too young to drink, the elites injected it into their veins or force-fed it to them. Adults were next. Most weren't hesitant to drink it, as they thought it was the right thing to do. Only 33 people survived the next day in Jonestown, fleeing into the jungle. Nearly 1,000 people died by mass suicide, a third of the group being children under the age of 18. In the end, it was completely silent in the place only a record playing in the background in the tick of a watch. Not a single person was buried in Guana, as the Guana government wanted nothing to do with this. The U.S. had to ship all the bodies back to the U.S. Jonestown was the largest U.S. citizen casualty before 9-11. Jonestown is not a happy site that anyone wants to talk about but it's one the U.S. needs to know about. Thank you. I will leave you with the ominous sound at the end of the tape after everyone had died. Mm -hmm.